Hey man, we're glad you're here. You may be seated. I'm sorry I'm tired. I was jamming up here today. How many of you were jamming? Be honest. Yeah, man. Thank you, praise man. Give them a round of applause for the job that they do. Amen. You know, for some of us, uh, when we get to heaven, we're going to have to learn how to praise, you know? We're going to be up there thinking, I can't believe they're, I can't believe we're this loud up here. So anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm ready to preach uh, this morning. So if you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 7. John chapter 7, we'll get started. We are still on our third week of, of five senses. We left the E off at the end there, so we just, we'll just kind of, it's, it's a different language today. So I'm hoping the rest of it will flow in there. It's not going too awesome. Okay, cool. We'll just, today will be a day where you try to figure it out, okay? Um, and good luck. I'll go through here with you, and we'll see if we can get it. Technology's working with us today. We'll, we'll work it out anyway. Let's pray so I can get my spirit right, because I've been jamming. I'm tired. I'm out of breath. I'm out of shape. Let's pray. God, thank you for all you do. Thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that, that you are the only king. Lord, people all over this nation, all over this world will, will try to worship things, Lord, that have no eternal value, Lord. It separates them from you. But God, we thank you. That your son said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through him. We thank you. It's in that name of Jesus we were just singing about, God, that we'll inherit a place called heaven, and we can have a relationship with you. God, I pray if there's someone here today that doesn't have that relationship, that today will be the day they make that decision. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we work our way through uh, God's word today, we're going to start in, in John chapter 7. And we're going to taste the living water is the title of the message today. John 7, 37 through 41, most of it you can see. And so let's read that this morning as we open God's word uh, together. It says, on the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds. Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. That's red letters. And then it goes back to... Uh, the original translation it says in 39 it says when he said living water he was speaking of the spirit who would not be given to everyone believing in him but the the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered his glory it says when the crowds heard him say this some of them declared surely this man is the prophet we've been expecting in verse 41 others said he is the Messiah still others said but he can't be Will the Messiah come from Galilee? I want us to look this morning at three different points here out of John chapter 7 of tasting the living water. You know, as we're going through the five senses, I want us to look and see how that can make a difference in our life. And if you're visiting today, I want to take a, a commercial break real quick and kind of tell you just a few things that are going on that's different. Today is a big transition day for our church. I'm really, really excited about what's taking place. Today's the day we launch small groups, okay? So if you're out there and you're kind of wondering where to go, if you need some help, you'll come up front and just stand here awkwardly, um, then we'll know where you need to go, and we'll help you get there. Uh, but we want to get you in some groups, and many of you have already registered for those groups, and so we're really excited about uh, getting you there. But that being said, I want to take, uh, take this opportunity because everything that's going on, I want you to understand. Most of you, go ahead, and, and when we have the offering, you're used to kind of giving in here, and some of y'all still give in your life groups or small. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to make this change for us today so that you understand. Um, what it is, is, as a staff, we don't trust the people that are leading our small groups at all, okay? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, a lot of our groups are spread out all over our campus, 
And so for accountability's sake, it's important that we make sure we do this. We're not going to take up money in those small groups. And so from now on, I want you to start a new pattern. And I want to tell you that before we get started because we'll do that at the end. Go ahead and get used to giving in the services. And that way you can just concentrate on your small group and learning and discipleship and all that. So I just want to kind of make that as a side note. So if you're used to giving in your class, if you'll do that here, that would help us. If you're out there, you say, well, I'm visiting today. And uh, they're already talking about giving. That's not our norm. And look, we're just glad you're here. Okay? So we just want you to come and worship with us. It's not about that. God's going to take care of all that. But I wanted to make those aware that are used to doing that, that we're going to do something a little bit different. So I wanted to kind of let you know that. So anyway, if you look at back in John chapter 7, verse 37, I want us to see a few things. The first point today is living out loud. I want you to see something today that is important to understand that our tone can make a difference when it comes to our testimony in Jesus. It's our, as, as we think about that, the volume can make a difference. Maybe some of you out there today when the band was playing say the volume made a difference. It was too loud or it wasn't loud enough for some of you. But that being said, I want you to look at verse 37. It says, on the last day, the climax of the festival. First of all, I want you to understand this: the Jewish festival is taking place here. And they have, it goes on for seven days. Some people will say it goes on for eight days because, well, that, there is an eighth day, but it's used for from different things. But it's really a seven-day festival. You can find that in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 4 through 8. If you're curious about that, it'll tell you how that festival was done. And it's seven days. And so we know it's the last day. It's telling us it's the last day. That, and it says even there, the climax of the festival. If you think about it, I remember being a teenager going to the fair, right? And you get to go towards the weekend, it's the last, and you're just excited. Only to find out for me is when you would go at the end, as it would get later in the night, they would start taking the rides apart and disappointment would just overflow because they're ready to move on to their next stop. But it's the last time, it says the climax of the festival, everybody's, it's, it's, it's the last day and so everybody's wanting to get everything done and, and, and they're celebrating. And so as you look at, at verse 37, we know it's the last day, the climax of the festival. And listen, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds. It's important that you get that. Jesus is not just teaching quietly. He's shouting so that everybody will hear. There's a reason we should shout. There, there should come a point. I love Troy up here because Troy gives us energy and he gives us that big woo every now and then. And the first time I heard it, I thought somebody was dying. I'll be honest. When Troy, they first came to our church, he let out a woo, and I thought, uh-oh, somebody just got shot in here. And uh, only to find out that he's like, you know, I just can't hold it anymore. God's good, and I want to let it out. And so uh, thank God for that. And, and I want to tell you this, too, because as I get a little bit louder here in this next part, I was just talking, uh, I meet every morning on Sunday morning with our, our children's director, Andy Flynn, does a wonderful job. And he's down there right now working with your kids, just, just pouring in their life. Here's what I hear. You want to shout this morning? Seven kids last week accepted Jesus. You want to shout? Praise God. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that lives are being changed. I'm thankful when I sit down with our youth pastor. He's telling me, this kid just accepted Christ. This kid's life has been changed. And, and all, I'm thankful as I sit down with our staff and find out how lives are being impacted for the cause of Christ. That should make a shout. That's what we should get excited about. Sometimes we, we tend to, our voice gets loud when we're negative about things, and, and, and I understand that too, but praise God that we can shout His praise for what He's doing in our life. When we accept Christ as our personal Savior, all of a sudden, I want you to think about it, our, our volume should change for the cause of God. As Jesus is here at this feast, the festival, the last day it says He, he stood and, and shouted to the crowds, and so for Jesus to shout and raise His voice tells us a couple of things that we need to pay attention to what he's getting ready to say. You know, I, I think about that. You know, I, I like to watch movies, and there's one movie uh, that I think of, and, and, 
and they yell out and it's, it's like loud noises or whatever. And so we don't just yell out for, for no reason and then what we're getting ready to say makes no sense. I've done that probably several times. My family will tell you when I am trying to help them understand something, I give the worst illustrations. My daughters will now look at me and say, Daddy, that didn't make any sense. Just tell me if I'm right or wrong. Uh, and so sometimes when I go through that and I get louder, it, it just really doesn't make an impact. But Jesus is different, and we know that. He's, and so when he's speaking, we should always listen. This is red letters, and not only is it red letters, but Jesus is not talking in a normal tone to Peter or anybody else. He is shouting this, and so what he's saying has to have some, some impact into our life. And it has to be something that we say, if he's shouting this, then it must be something that we need to pay attention to. See, I'm of the belief that everything for Jesus is 33 years when he would speak, that we look, as we look into God's word, every single red letter in here, we need to pay attention to that. But then when he's shouting it, to me, it just kind of takes it up a notch to say, he's wanting to make sure that they hear this. He's wanting to make sure that they understand what he's getting ready to say. So I want you to see, living out loud, before we even see what he says, I want you to think within your own life this morning. What does that really mean? You say, Rodney, what does living out loud really, or living out love really mean this morning? What, what does it mean to my life? How can, how, what is that really saying that I should do? I want to challenge you to think, and I've heard this said for, for, for ages as I was growing up in the church and everything. They say, well, you know, I'm just a silent witness. It sounds spiritual, doesn't it? Praise God, I'm just a silent witness. No, they, they don't know if you're sick. They don't know if your stomach hurts. They don't know if you're just weird and don't talk. They don't know what's going on. A silent witness. Listen, they could, they could confuse that with just meditation towards another God. A silent witness say, well, they'll just, they'll, just, they'll just hear my silent. No, listen, I want you to understand. Jesus is yelling out for a reason so people will understand and can be changed. And we're going to look at that today. I want to challenge you that, that God's given you this as we think about your own toolbox that you have for the kingdom of God. The, the very first one at the top of the list is what you have on the front of your face, and that's your mouth. It can be used as a great tool to change someone's life, to be involved in that process, to tell them of the goodness of Jesus. It can be used to discourage them as well, but I'm thankful this morning it can be used to proclaim the good news of the gospel. Look at what he says with me this morning. I want you to see this. It says, Any... Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Now, as Jesus is saying that, I'm thinking about this, y'all. There's a festival. And when you have a festival, just like when we have all these different activities around our church, okay, there's, there's not a need for, for popcorn or drink. It's already there. All that stuff's there. And so as I'm thinking about this, this comes across. He's saying this real loud. If you're thirsty, come to me. And people looking around say, well, there's drinks on this side. There's drinks on this side. I think I'm good. And so as he's, as he's saying this, I want you to understand, he begins to explain. That has to get everybody's attention because as they're looking around, there's all this stuff to drink. I know it's the end of the festival and some would say they're running out at this point, but it doesn't tell us that. And so as we think about that, we're looking around and saying, well, it's a festival, there's plenty here. Why is he yelling out, if you're thirsty, come to me? Because he, what he says next is so important that you get this. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare this, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. This morning I want you to see living out loud as Jesus is saying that he's proclaiming something, a message that will make a difference in someone's life. But I also want you to see belief leads to change. Belief leads to change. Look at what he says, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. 
Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare this. Here's what happens. When you believe in Jesus, you come to Jesus first, and then you believe in him, and here's what can happen. It says, rivers of living water will flow from your heart. This morning, I believe there's people in this room today that have a heart problem. You have a heart problem. You woke up this morning, and you're just not in tune with God. You're, you're choosing to, to be involved in habitual sin, and you make choices that go against God's character every single day. And I want to challenge you to think about this. And the reason Jesus is using heart right here is saying that your heart can be changed. God can change your spirit. He can change your heart. He can change who you are. How many times have we tried to change yourself? I'm going to do better. I've said this before. I've preached this message before. I'm going to do better. I'm going to try to do better. I'm going I'm I'm to make some decisions this week, and I'm going to do things a little bit different. I have found out in my own personal life that that only lasts for a season. I make these commitments and say, I'm not going to do that anymore, and then only to find out and say, well, I messed up. I'm not going to do that anymore. And what I have found and learned, and that's what Jesus is saying right here, is that I don't need to try to fix myself because I'm going to fall short, but I need a God who's worthy, a God who's all-powerful to move into my life and change me from the inside out. I need Him to do a work within me. And so Jesus is yelling this out, and He's saying, listen, come to me first, and then believe in me, He says, for the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. As I think about this, you know, as, as we're going through this life, one of the things that, that we're searching for is we're searching for something that's going to fill us. Whatever, you know, I, I have hobbies, and sometimes we have that say, you know, this will make me happy. I'll enjoy doing this. I like to play golf. I like to fish. I like to do some of those things. And so I do those because I get enjoyment. I get, and and they're, they're, they're filling in some ways. You know, it's just kind of, there's something that just like, I leave there, and I've got joy, and it's fun. And so, and so those hobbies and different things can be filling. But they fall well short of what God can do in our life. And so what I want you to understand is these people are looking, and Jesus is shouting. He's saying, listen, you can be changed. Believe can lead to change. And here's what can change is your heart. Rivers of living water will flow from your heart. What does that really mean? It's saying this, all of a sudden my heart, my life is different to where there's a stream that's flowing through me now. And here's what I want you to It says flowing. I love this. Have you really thought about that word, what that really means? I, you know, if you go, they say if you go out in the woods, and I'm not Bear grills or anything, but if you go out in the woods and if you're going to drink some water and you have to chance it, hopefully none of you are going to get lost this week, but if you do... If you're going to have to chance it, as they say, always choose moving water. Don't ever choose the water that's standing still because it could be stagnant, it could be bad. So if you're going to have to risk it, choose the moving water. Choose the, the water that, that has a current to it. And what I want you to see this morning as you look at this verse, it says the rivers of, of living water will flow from his heart. In other words, here's what I want you to understand. It doesn't just stay within you, but it begins to flow out. It begins to flow into other people's lives. It begins to make a difference. It's constantly moving. You're being purified. You think about that. You're being purified as that water moves through you and it changes you and allows it to be poured out into other people's life and change their life as well. That's the gospel. Jesus dies on the cross and he's buried in the tomb and resurrects from the grave and then we accept him as our Savior. And then all of a sudden, as it says in the next verse, the Holy Spirit begins to move inside of us and change us from the inside out and our life begins to flow into other people's lives. But it can't do that if we're a silent witness. It can't do that if we just choose to kind of say, well, you know, God, I'm so happy God saved me. I'm thankful this morning. God's, God's doing a work within our church. He's doing a work within 
in our midst. And, and what it's doing is it's, it's taking us out in front of the mirror. It's taking us out in front of the mirror and it's actually getting us to where we're looking out the windows now. And we're beginning to see people over here that are, that are lost and, and need Jesus. And we need to understand that they're not going to hear that unless we're the voice that takes that to them. And so it's important that we understand it's time to proclaim that. And so Jesus is shouting to the crowds and he says this is rivers of living water. I love the life that's within that as well. And I've got to move on from this point here in a second. But I want you to understand, I like the life that's the, the living water, the changing. It's that all of a sudden we're dead. In, and the Bible tells us as sinners, we're dead in our trespasses. We're there with no hope. We have no ability to make it to heaven except for the, for the name of Jesus Christ. And it tells us we're dead in our trespasses. But when we believe in Jesus, He puts the living water inside of us. So we've moved from dead in our trespasses to living all of a sudden because of our belief in Christ. This morning, if you're out there and you say, Rodney, I'm just, I just don't understand. I'm struggling. I've got all this stuff going on in my life and, and it's just, it just doesn't seem to be adding up to me right now. And I, I, really, need, I really need some help. Here's what I want you to understand. You, I, and I've told people this. You can come to my office and we'll sit down and we'll talk. And I'll tell you what I think you need to do and all this and, and, and everything. And I'll help you all I can. But I also want you to understand, I really believe with all my heart, and, and you might not like hearing it, I know people that are close to me don't like hearing it either, is I really believe when you ask me, so you think I can change, the answer to that question most of the time, if I'm honest, is no, I don't. I don't think you can change yourself. I really don't, I, you can make better choices, but I really think deep down that you don't really have the capacity to, as a sinner to all of a sudden say, I'm going to choose to sin less because the enemy's just going to continue to try to devour you. But I do believe this. God working through you allows you to be different. Allows you to be a different person. It tells us in Scripture, we know this, not you changing yourself, but God working through you allows you to be a new creation in Christ. And that tells us we can be changed, but not by our own power, but it's by His power. It's through the name of Jesus. We can be different. So if you're out there and you're struggling, you say, I really don't know what to do. Listen this morning, turn to Jesus. I want to proclaim that to you. Red letters, He's saying, listen, if you're thirsty... What does that mean? It means if you're out there and your life right now is in a dry desert, you really don't know what to do, and you're looking for a feeling, you're thirsty, anyone who believes in me may come and drink. He says, I am going to meet the needs that you're looking for. I am going to take care of you, and I'm going to change your life. And all of a sudden, here's what I want you to see. This is what's so important, is he's proclaiming this. If you're out there and you're in a dry desert, not only am I going to give you something to drink, but I'm going to give you living water. I'm not just going to give you, you know, this something that's going, to, that's going to taste good for a moment. But I'm giving you living water. You're thirsty, you're dry. Not only am I going to provide your needs, but I'm going to give you that water that's going to last forever and it's going to flow through you. You're never going to be the same. If you've never met Jesus this morning, today's your day. Don't leave here unsure. Go with me to the next slide, if you will. Change leads to questions. It says, when he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given yet because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. What does that really mean? I'll explain this to you a little bit of uh, just kind of helping you understand what it's saying. Is that while Jesus is living on, on earth and while he's walking through this earth, he has not left the Holy Spirit behind to indwell us at this moment. The Spirit's not come on the scene yet. And so because of that, Jesus is walking through with them. And it tells us in verse 39, it explains that, that everyone who believes, the Bible's very clear on this, that the Holy Spirit begins to indwell us. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit comes the moment that we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. The Spirit moves within our life. And so he's not yet come yet. And it tells 
tells us that. And it says, but Jesus had not yet entered into glory. So while Jesus is on earth, it's not yet. It says the comforter will be left. The comforter is not on the scene yet. So it's Jesus. And he's explaining that as, as, as you see here in Scripture. In verse 40, it says, when the crowds heard him say this, some of them declared, surely this man is the prophet we've been expecting. Others said he's the Messiah. Still, others said, but he can't be. What I want you to understand is when you go through this and you begin to, to believe, and that leads to change, change leads to questions. And I, that's good. You see, I believe tomorrow if you go to your job and you begin to be really, really loud for no apparent reason, they're going to look at you like you're crazy, but it's going to cause some questions. Just go in tomorrow and try it. Just start screaming just random words. Just, just anything. First thing that pop, well, not the first thing that pops in some of your minds, but, but, the, but, but whatever it is, just start screaming random words. And here's what, I guarantee you, here's what people, you think about it. Here's what people are going to say. They're going to go around and say, that dude needs to be on some medication. Something's wrong with him. There gotta be, there's got to be something wrong with him. He's just walking around here yelling for no reason, or she's just walking around here just acting crazy. And so what's going to happen? They might not be in front of you, but there's going to be tons of questions about who you are and what you did this weekend that has messed you up, or all these different things. And so it's going to cause questions. So when you begin to be loud, all of a sudden, no matter what it is, no matter what you're saying, it's going to cause questions. Think about it. Try it sometime and you'll find out. When you begin to get loud, people are going to say, what in the world is going on with this person? So as you think about it that way, when Jesus began to get loud, all of a sudden, people begin to listen. And when they begin to listen, they begin to have questions. And these are the type of questions that you want people to have. As they, as they look at your life, all of a sudden, they begin to say, you know, something's different about them. What do you think it is? Do you think that they've, they've been doing something a little bit different? Have they, have they received this faith? What's going on in their life? And they begin to have these questions. So if you'll look with me this morning, what I want you to see is what they're saying. Because I don't believe they're saying it right in front of them, him either. It says, when the crowds heard him say this, some of them declared, surely this man is a prophet that we've been expecting. So some of them say, okay, I believe that what he's saying is valid, and he's a prophet, and so it, I, I understand that. And others said, he is the Messiah. They get it. So still, others said, but he can't be. And so they begin to go back and forth with all these different questions, asking each other, who in the world is this? What could this mean to us? And so here's, but here's what I want you to get this morning. I want you to understand this. The questions, when you taste the living water and the life, your life begins to be transformed by the Holy Spirit from the inside out, and we begin to proclaim that, people are going to question that, but then our words can make all the difference to change their life. I know I saw Tyler here. I don't want to call her out or anything, but Tyler, I'm calling you out. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me the most powerful Sunday that we've ever had in this church was when Tyler Barmer was on stage. But here's what I want you to get this morning. Before that, you haven't heard her voice. Many of you, you didn't know her story. You hadn't heard her voice. But when her voice, when she began to speak and we began to hear her voice made a difference, and it had, it had us call, answer, you know, had all these questions on our heart and began to wonder, you know, how can I, how can I be different? God changed her. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, He can change me. And the altar was full in both of our services. People have said, you know, that was the most powerful thing. Well, I want you to understand, her, she had to get to the place within her own life that she says this. She says, you know, I want my voice to make a difference. 
I want my voice to be heard because some of the things that I've been through, I believe, can impact someone's life and can change eternity. And so I'm excited about sharing my voice. But here's what I want you to understand. All of us have a story. I've, I've shared and celebrate recovery, what God's done in my life and the struggles that I have. And so, and, and so all of us have a history. All of us have a story. But the problem is many of us choose to say, you know what? I'm going to be this silent witness. People don't need to know all that I've been through. And, and I'm just going to keep on going for God. And I, I believe this quiet spirit is going to make all the difference. Listen, we're real people that are messed up. And we've messed up and we've messed up and we've messed up. And here's what I believe a lost world needs to hear. You know what? They need to hear your redemption story. They need to hear that you were in the gutter. And not by your own strength you climbed out. But God reached down from heaven through his son Jesus. And he reached out, and he saw you in this gutter, and he says, you know what? I love you, and I died for you, and if you'll believe in me, then I'm going to change you. And you're not meant to be here. I've got something better for you. So I'm going to pick you up, and I'm going to change who you are. You're a new creation now. The past is is in the past, but your future is bright in me. And so now if you walk with me, if you walk with me boldly and you are obedient and you're walking by faith and you begin to step out, I'm going to bless your life and your life's going to be different and your life's going to have an impact. You say, Roger, that sounds like a beautiful story. Well, look through your Bible and find it. You can find it in Acts. You can find it in the life of Saul. You can find out how that he, he did that exact same thing with him and put him on that path and look at all the lives that have been changed. You don't even have to look in your Bible. You look around at the person beside of you and it might be the same story. I used to be in the gutter, but God redeemed me out of that. And now look at the path that he has me on. But it's important that we share that voice. Look with me as we, as we finish up this morning. I want you to hear just a couple of things. The first thing is I want you to understand it's at the, at the last minute. It's the very last day. Now there's a couple of things that I want you to see. You say, well, this must, Jesus is proclaiming. Here's what I want you to understand. It's not easy to be loud. You say, well, yeah, it is. I'm going to scream right now. But it's not easy to be loud for the cause of Christ. Look in verse 30, if you will, with me. It says, Then the leaders tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his time had not yet come. And so in verse 30, they're, they're trying to arrest Jesus. And so look with me, if you will, again at verse 44. It says, Some even wanted to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him. Here's what I want you to understand. When you decide to be loud, guess what? That's when the critics are going to become uh, louder in your own life and try to shut you down. I read something and I thought it was really powerful. It says there's no occupation without opposition. There's not one. And so it's important to understand when you begin to try to do what God's called you to do and you begin to get loud, all of it, if you're a silent witness, nobody really knows what you believe. And so they're not going to combat that. And so you're just walking around and everything seems to be okay. There's a lot of churches all over America doing just that. We're a, we're a silent witness. We're going to come and worship together. But when we begin to do what God's called us to do, and we begin to get loud all of a sudden, that's when people in our life begin to step up and say, whoa, 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 whoa. And they begin to, to criticize your loud voice. And, and here's what I want you to understand this morning. They were trying to arrest Jesus before and after he said this. And it, it tells us his time has not yet come. But I want you to also understand that just because they tried to take him out, he still proclaims that with a loud voice telling them that their life can be changed and it can flow as living water. 
Even after all that, and this morning I stand before you and I want you to understand that no matter what happens within your life and even in my own life, that no matter what you go through, no matter what valley you end up diving into, and no matter how bad it hurts and how discouraged you might be, you can still stand up on your own two feet and you can praise the name that's worthy, the name above all names and say, God, no matter what I go through, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to stand up for. You are worthy to proclaim your gospel no matter what goes on. And so here's what, here's what changes. Tasting that living water. See, I believe once you've tasted that living water, that everything else takes bitter. Everything else this world has to offer falls short. All of a sudden, those things that used to mean so much to you that you say, I've got to, I've got to have this in my life for that joy. All of a sudden, it's, it's not even needed anymore. Because that living water begins to pour through your life and through your heart and begins to fill that area and all of a sudden it begins to change you from the inside out. This morning I pray that you're a different person than you used to be. I pray that you've allowed God to mold you. You tasted the living water and all of a sudden He has changed your life. He's transformed your life from the inside out. This morning I want to rehash with you, if you will, this morning. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. If you're out there taking those three, three points real quick. Living out loud. Belief leads to change, and change leads to questions. What does that really mean? It says, when I begin to leave, live out loud, and I begin to be vocal about my faith, that my belief is going to lead to change. I'm going to be different, but that change is also going to lead to question. Here's what's great about that. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to have all the answers. You say, Rodney, do you, I don't have this whole book memorized. I've got verses in my head. I have things, but I don't have this whole book. And if you were, there's, I'm sure there's many of you out there that could ask me a Bible question, especially in Revelation. You say, what does this mean? And you have all that. And I'm sure that many of you could say, you know, what, what do you think about this, Rod? And I would have to go to my office and I had to spend time studying that. I don't have to have all the answers. What I have to have in my life is a risen Savior. And when I have Him living in my life, here's what I, I, don't, I might not be able to explain it to you, friend. I might not be able to tell you everything, but I can tell you this. I'm different than I used to be because of the person of Jesus Christ. I'm not the same person that I used to be. I've been changed, and it's because of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ and my salvation. This morning, I want to talk to you for one second before I close. Many of you have been coming for several weeks. I see some, some new faces out there to talk to you. And I want to talk to you about the importance of, of what's happening today. It's a little commercial break, and I know they'll be talking about it in a second, but I, I want you to hear me on this, okay? Jesus, God's plan to send the perfect sacrifice to die on the cross for our sins. And when Jesus came to earth, Jesus spoke to multitudes. You think about it, you see him, he's backed up in the corner there on the mountain, and the multitude come out, and the fish keeps keep coming, and the bread keep coming, and people are looking down, there's miracles everywhere, and there's tons of people everywhere. But here's what I want you to understand, I want you to catch this this morning, that Jesus poured his living water faithfully into 12. And the reason he poured that living water into 12 is so that they could begin to pour into 12, and they could pour into 12, and that's how, that's how we have the church today, and it started right there. And here's what I want you to understand this morning. Maybe you're here, and you've been coming, and you've been coming the nine, and listen, I'm glad you're here. Please don't get me wrong. If, 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 you, don't, if you don't take the bait right here, I, and, and please just, just hear me out for a second. But I believe with all my heart, if you're out there and you really want to get on fire for God, then it, I really believe what we're getting ready to start here today can help you.
We're starting small groups, and there's going to be a group of people together. Maybe you haven't signed up yet. If you'll see Brent, he'll get you registered. And, get you, uh, and they're even having a starter group right over here in the, uh, in the old sanctuary. It's right across from us. It's a little smaller version of this. They're having a starter group. It's even going to be in there today if you're not plugged in. They'll help you get plugged in. But hear me out on this. Here's what I really believe. Is that it's hard for us to really live out loud as a solo voice. Jesus did it. Now, he's there in the, in the festival. And he, but it's hard for us to do it on our own. I really believe that it's, it's important that we begin to wrap arms with other believers because there's going to be times that I'm down and they can lift me up. There's going to be times that they're down and I can lift them up. And so we do this together. And so we, we are on an individual journey and a spiritual journey on our own with God, but I believe that God uses other people to help keep us on the path that we're supposed to be on. I have them in my life. And so I want to challenge you, if you're out there and, you, and you're today, you just you walk back out and you come back next week, I'm so glad that you're here, but I want you to hear this from your pastor and I want you to understand this. I believe that small groups can make all the difference in your discipleship and your spiritual growth and I really believe it can change your life forever. And so that model that we're getting ready to move to, I believe all of a sudden you can look back six months and say, you know, I never in a million years knew that I could have people this, this close to me in my life that were on this same journey, and I'm so thankful that I joined up. If you haven't joined up yet, I want to challenge you to do that. I believe what it can do is it can encourage you. It helps your voice get louder. It's hard to do it on your own. But when you have other people encouraging, they're praying for you. you got this lost person at work, lost family member, they come alongside you and they begin to build you up and give you confidence and your voice begins to be louder because they're behind you helping push you forward. And before you know it, you begin to see fruit from that. I want to challenge you if you're out there and you had not joined, I want you to do that today. Would you stand to your feet with your head bowed? No one looking around. Hear me clear this morning as every head's bowed. No one looking around. Church, I love you. But don't leave here today unsure of that salvation. Don't leave here today saying, well, I, I feel like I hope that I have eternal life. I hope that I have tasted that living water. The Bible makes it very clear that we can know that we have eternal life. This morning, if you're here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ, I want to I beg you and plead you to come. Come to this altar and we'll be glad to show you through God's Word how you can be saved. Maybe you're here today and things just aren't right in your life. You're walking in a different direction than you're supposed to walk. The great news is we're, we're one prayer, one repentant prayer away from being where we're supposed to be. As the music begins to play, would you come this morning? Would you step out from where you are and say, you know, Rodney, I, I, things just aren't right. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure exactly what I need to do, but I know I need some help. I know things aren't what they need to be. Would you come this morning? Some are already coming. Would you come? Would you step out from where you are and come?